1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a busy day in Scottish football. The national side will face Ukraine at Hamden, then potentially Wales or Austria away for a place at the World Cup. Rangers are through in the Europa League after a win against Sparta Prague in Giovanni van Bronckhorst's first game in charge. And Celtic drop into the Conference League after losing a lead to go down 3-2 at Bayer Leverkusen. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. Four months until we play Ukraine So you can say absolutely anything you like about them Because it'll be a long time until you have to justify your opinion I hope we get Wales in the final The nights of drama and history we've had against them Nobody's business And I will say congratulations to Rangers and Celtic For their displays in the Europa League last night It was of course the agony for Celtic The ecstasy for Rangers But great games Fantastic excitement well done, the pair of them Kenny Miller, we could possibly extend this show till 10 o'clock I'm just going to put that on you to now No advance warning Because on the domestic, European and international front It is all happening today Absolutely It was like, like you say Two solid performances for our, team in, our teams in Europe last night A really, really interesting uh, tie in the, in the qualifier for the World Cup I could have been worse Could have been better uh, And a potential Battle of Britain In a final If, uh, if both teams get mm. through So yep It's all action It's all happening And it's Friday night Which means we're on the eve Of big Premiership matches tomorrow Two huge games involving The Europa League sides On Sunday as well So do not hesitate Pick up that phone right now And make your point to the panel 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter The breaking news If you like The hot off the press news Is that Scotland draw Ukraine at Hamden In the semi-finals Win that Then it's away To the winner Of Wales And Austria For a place At the World Cup Potentially Just 180 minutes Away from that World Cup How do you feel Is that Is that a good draw Could it have been better Could it have been worse What do you make Of the competition How confident Are you feeling Pick up that phone Right now And let us know We'll do that first and of course, Rangers fans, how pleasing was last night? Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, the new era. What did we see? Did we see Alfredo Morelos back to his best? Alan McGregor showing there's life in the old dog yet. Nathan Patterson played at the same time as James Tavernier. Uh, there's been a significant appointment in the back room and you progress in Europe. So what's on your mind? Celtic fans, clearly lots to like about the performance, but ultimately a defeat which sees you out of the Europa League. So pick up that phone. We're here until 8 and let's hear you 01419511025 You'd think we planned these things In advance Hugh Keevans yeah. I put a bit of this on Twitter right And I, I I only scratched the surface Kenny Miller Has scored against Ukraine at Hamden The last mm-hmm. time we played them He has scored against Wales He has scored against Austria And he even had time to fight His own teammate against Wales Whilst the manager in the halftime interval Just blew the whistle repeatedly To try and split them up This was last Friday Gary Caldwell and him were in here They were telling the story You have done it all against these opponents You're the perfect man for tonight You can just sit back and relax I'm not sure about that We'll need Hugh's influences I definitely think over the course of the show But yeah, managed to be fortunate enough To score against each one of the teams Uh, an opening goal in the first couple of minutes against Ukraine. I think it was the second or third against Wales in a 3-0 win in that week in a home nations yeah, yeah. tournament it was a few years back. 
and Austria was just a friendly. Mm. It was the first goal actually for for Walter Smith. That was my first goal. Well, with Walter and don't Taylor. worry, you're going to the Clyde Bank game tomorrow, so you you will have your moment. He's got his scarf. He's waving it above his head <laughs> in the the studio, so he's uh will have your input I, at some point. I'm I sure. I read your tweet about the fight between Kenny and Gary, so I tweeted back to say Kenny is a pacifist now. I hope Yeah he's much more calm Level headed these days I think you'll find 01419511025 Let's get stuck in To that breaking news today Playoff draw this afternoon Usual Terrible ceremony To kick us off You think <laughs> is this draw Ever going to take place And when it eventually did It sees us pitted Against Ukraine At the semi-final stage March the 24th Win that We're in the path A uh, We would go and Away to take on The winner of Wales Against Ross Strait On the 29th So it's a quick turnaround uh, for those who weren't aware of that Just the five uh, days in between Let's hear from the manager Before we get your thoughts on the phone Stevie Clark. It'll be a tough game I don't think it matters who we're going to get In the in the semi-final draw It was always going to be tough So we'll go away We'll do our homework on Ukraine And try and come up with a winning formula no, I think at the moment The way the team's playing The, the confidence the boys have got at the moment uh, We've been happy to play anybody anywhere But the home leg, full house, we've seen the, the value of that in the last two home games against Israel and Denmark. Uh, the home crowd should give us a, an extra boost, but we down to the lads on the pitch as to what actually happens in the game. We always we always treat our immediate opponents with the utmost respect, so that's what Ukraine will get. They'll get all our respect, we'll approach the game with a bit of humility and we'll do, we'll do as well as we can. After that, then obviously over the, the winter months we'll have to prepare for either Wales or Austria. And we'll make sure that we're well prepared for that if we manage to get through the first game. There was nothing to get too excited about. We knew that whoever we're going to get was going to be a tough draw. So Ukraine is, is up there with the, the toughest. Uh, and then from that, we, we know Wales have done really well recently. We know the Austrians well because we played them in the group stages. So it's something for everyone to focus on, think about over the winter months and, and look forward to some good games in March, hopefully. Good draw, bad draw, somewhere in the middle, you decide. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stevens and Canvas Lang, he's first on. What do you think, Stephen? Doable? I think whoever you're going to get is always going to be tough. But I've got people texting me today. Oh no, we've got Ukraine, we're screwed. That's us. Why? Why should we be feeding Ukraine? We've won six games in the bounce. We've just dismantled the European semi-finals at home, and this is no disrespect to Kenny Scotland side, but in my opinion. We beat better Ukraine sides with weaker Scotland sides. Now that Scotland side is brilliantly watching. They they were amazing and one of the toughest groups that they, I think we've ever had. But what we've got is a, a group of young players that are confident right now. Hamden's walking again. There's that connect between the fans and the players again. I don't see why we've got anything to fear. I'm convinced. That's that's all I needed. Stephen's optimism won me over. He put, he puts a good case forward apart from. Backhanded slagging of your Scotland team But apart from that he was My team would have pumped that team Honestly <laughs> <laughs> You can I, see where he's coming from you, you, you say whatever you like You've got four months to justify your opinion uh, I'm trying to keep a sense of perspective about it Ukraine did not lose a game In their qualification group But, mm-hmm. but we only lost one And yep. that was to a bunch of smart Alex from Denmark uh, So Pretty evenly matched uh, And I don't feel any sense of trepidation about it all We've got Matt Hamden You know The incentive Is the final Possibly against Wales uh, But four months Is such a long Passage of time Kenny You know what I'm thinking Ange Postacoglu Took over Celtic Four months ago They were a wreck Of a team And last night 
They're playing Bundesliga opposition And Sad to be going down 3-2 In Germany So Four months is a long long time It can be good for you Bad for you But At the moment mm. A sense of perspective It's not the worst we could have had I've seen this spun both ways Kenny Typical Hugh with his Glass half empty first He says Ukraine were unbeaten In the group stages And he's right And they faced France twice And, and didn't lose However To spin it the other way They won only two of their matches Against Bosnia and Finland uh, They drew the other six And they didn't beat Kazakhstan Over the two games What, what do you think? What, should we be comfortable with this draw? Could it have been better? Could it have been worse? What's your take? I think it's it's probably Again I, I was asked who would I, I'd fancy this morning And I said probably with the greatest respect Maybe North Macedonia or Ukraine Were probably my next one I think Poland are, are a strong outfit We know what Austria are And you know We we beat them there and it was an incredible result but they were very good in that game as well they came at yeah. the traps in that game and put us under a lot of pressure they're a good team Czech Republic as we know have played them quite a bit over the over the last few years and they've just beat us in the Euros and they beat us comfortably albeit that we never turned up we never performed on that day so I, I think it could have been better but uh, it's, a, it's one I'm happy like you said we're at home I think any time we're at home with the Tartan army behind us, there's bigger and better teams than, than Ukraine have came to Hamden over the years and got beat. So, uh, yeah, I'm fairly confident. But again, four months away, players losing form, getting stronger form. It'll be a long four months in regards to injuries for Steve Clark, that's for sure, going into that game. But, yep, yeah, I'm pretty happy and pretty confident. I mean, you get to this stage, as Stephen mentioned on the phone, it was never going to be an easy draw. This is a World Cup playoff. The teams have all finished in similar positions in their group. As we have You look at the big hitters That were in there That we managed to avoid So taking all that into account It's not easy But if you can't be If you can't have a level of confidence Then you probably don't belong At this stage of the competition Do you? I think the last performance <coughs> Gives me more confidence Than what I had before I've always been a big A big fan of this group I think we've I've said many a time I think there's more in the group and I think that came to fruition in that first half against Denmark where we were in full control of the game. We asserted a lot of pressure. For me, the goal was coming. There was a build-up, a build-up of pressure from really, really good controlled football uh, for the team. And I thought, just thought, well, I thought we're excellent. And when we've got that and we've got something to protect, even against a really good team, the way we play, the, the way John Suter, Liam Cooper defended uh, their box, in, in particular those two. And when needed, when they lost the header... Craig Gordon's an outstanding form again mm. You know it gives us a platform That we can go and play We can soak pressure up And we could hit on the counter The way the second goal came out So yep I'm pretty happy with where the group's at uh, A good a, a good draw And again it's a A team that we know in the final If we can get there If we can Again we're just going to simply Ease past Ukraine According to Stephen He's got me convinced <laughs> as well And then we're going to be looking At Wales and Austria So nothing's going to be easy Nothing can be taken for granted But mm. I just think Touch wood At the moment We've been getting breaks We've been getting a, a few uh, Decisions that we've maybe not had for a while I'm just super confident mm. with the way the group is at the moment Yeah I mean Stephen Managers and players will tell us That you take one game at a time The beauty for us We don't we don't need to do that We don't need to <laughs> worry about that nonsense And the way the draw is laid out you, you know what lies ahead You would be crazy to not think about it If we do beat Ukraine It's then You know Wales or Austria Away What do you make of that? Does the away part of it concern you at all? Oh, well, the last time I was on here, I did mention Wales away. No, I just that away day would be amazing. But there's a long way to go between now and then. But I look at that Ukraine team. Okay, they've got some good players, Conor Priyanka, uh, Yarmolenko, and then a few. But they don't have 
det var ikke til det vorte inden til Sultankhuset. Der var sygt til det rette. Der var også ting, der kendte ham, den så. Han har sagt, at vi bliver bedre fængsel. Der siger, han har sagt, at der er respekt til det, der siger, at der er vorte. Så du skulle gøre mig til, det gør umiddelbart, man klager. Men igen, der skal det ikke bare, så vi går ind i mig. Du var virkelig sovet i det bag, og hvor skulle den gå, så so Stephen, thank you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That win against Ukraine was brilliant, wasn't it? That's one of the that's one of the best performances over the last what twenty years or so. Kenny, would you go along with that in your time? It was awesome. We, we came out the trap. They were so great fast. as well. They were, yeah. a, they were a strong, strong. If I can have to agree with Stephen, that they, they were. A, for me probably a stronger Ukraine team uh, and we just came at the traps you know we got off off to a flyer they ended up with a set play that worked that we had worked on mm-hmm. Lee McCulloch put it in the, right in the top corner and it was Faddy got mm-hmm. the Faddy got the third like you know it was wonderful performance a massive result and again but when I go back to that group and I mean I mean, I mean the group I don't mean the group of players like it was such a tough group with Italy with France yeah. and it but we had built up so much good momentum even leading into that game that we felt, we probably knew actually, we need to win this. If we've got any opportunity to maintain that good start mm-hmm. that we had and have a chance come to the, the latter games in the group, we needed to win that game, you know. So we came out and it was, it was a, a wonderful performance and a, and a fantastic result. Uh, Josh is on the line. Josh, how confident are you having seen that draw this afternoon? To be honest, Gordon, when you think about uh, the teams that we could have got, you know, Italy, Poland, uh, uh, Portugal, you know, actually, it probably probably couldn't have went better for us. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, there would be a dream scenario where you would handpick your own draw, but but it probably it couldn't have went better, in my opinion, um, when you think about the teams that we've avoided completely, you know, to get to the World Cup. I mean, we've only got to beat Ukraine at home at full Hampton, you know, which we can do, right? We can do that. Um, and then we go into a final against potentially Austria away, who who we bodied them a couple of months ago there, um, or Wales away, who, which that would be box office. Do you know what I mean? That's a right battle of Britain type thing. And I believe um, if, 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 if one of my battle friends mentioned I think we actually qualified for a World Cup against Wales uh, back in the seventies. Um, so yeah, that would be that would be different class um, for for me. I just uh, yeah, Hugh's yeah, nodding I, his yeah. head. There's a there's a bit of history there, Hugh. That's for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at Anfield, uh, Wales wanted the game played at Anfield. Were you there? I was. Uh, I was what about seven years into my journalistic career by then, uh, and. Uh, you know, it was a phenomenal night. Everyone remembers it because of the, the the penalty incident involving Joe Jordan. And over the years, I've asked Big Joe many a time, "Whose hand was it then, Joe?" Uh, and but you, you don't, don't need to worry about that, do you? No, no, no. You don't mess with Big Joe. If he tells you it was the other guy's hand, it was the other guy's hand. Wales haven't let it go though, have they? So it would no, be no. nice to bring all that stuff oh, up again. Oh, that's still there. That's like uh, England's goal in the nineteen sixty six World Cup final. We're not letting that go, uh, and it's been quite some time, but. Josh threw in a, a four-letter word there in his call. He said, "We've only got to beat <laughs> Ukraine. Only." You said at the start you can be yeah. as confident as you like tonight. You've yeah. got four months to back I it up. I am applauding Josh because he has underlined what I said. You can you can threaten to take. Ten off them if you like Because you've got four months to wait Until you have to justify that opinion Kenny I, I get where Josh is coming from Whether Ukraine are the ideal draw or not We can spend all night debating that But there was just something When you saw those teams 
We knew that we were going to get the home semi-final, but everybody had that feeling in the pit of their stomach. We're going to get Italy. We're going to we're going to do brilliant. We're going to progress. We're going to beat Denmark. We're going to get to the playoffs, and then we're going to beat we're going to uh, play Italy or Portugal, and it'll be one step too far, and it'll be the old kind of glorious failure again. So to have avoided that or anything close to that has to be a boost. Has to be absolutely. When you look at the four teams that are involved now in in path A. I think they're all much and muchness to be honest I think everybody's got good players there's not going to be an easy game again like I've said we're trying to qualify for World Cup here you're not going to be handed an easy task it's not going to be giving it you on a plate you're going to need to earn it the lads are going to need to earn it by turning up performing the way they have been performing mm. by the way building on it and getting better because I still think there's more there is more there the performances have been excellent but you're always looking to move on you're always looking for improvement so when you look at the four teams Scotland, Ukraine, Wales and Austria I think there is I think everybody will fancy their chances when you look at that. Final word to you, Josh. Convince us again. Yeah, I was, you know, I was kind of two words out of my mouth. I think all four of those teams will be looking at, their, at that kind of quad and think, you know what, we, we can qualify for the World Cup here. But you know something? That, this, this, I honestly think this is our time. We are going to do this because we have just built up so much momentum. And do you know, when you get that, when you get that belief, when you get that, you know, belief of the media. And the fans and the team and the team are playing well. You, you, you know, you just become almost like this juggernaut that just can't be stopped. And I just feel that we're getting a bit of that now. We're just we're getting a bit of that momentum. Momentum is so important in international football. And I just feel that we're getting that. I'm up um, for this, you. I wish we could play this tomorrow. Juggernaut cannot be stopped until we play them. <laughs> Let's hear one more from Stevie Clark. We've shown over the, the course of the, the playoffs for Euro 2020 that we can handle the the high tension of those semi-final and final games and, and hopefully we can prove that again in March. If the stadium's a place that teams don't want to come to, that's because of what the players are doing on the pitch, so that's a credit to them. Uh, I always said even when I took the job and there was a lot of negativity around, uh, I, I said that if, if the team produces on the pitch, the, the Tatum Army would be there in numbers and they haven't let me down. Listen, there's a lot can happen over the next four months, so we, we, we'll wait and see. Hope everybody holds their form, everybody stays fit and well and and hopefully when we get to the middle of March, I've got a really difficult selection process in terms of naming a squad for what are going to be one and hopefully two massive games for the country. The excitement will build gradually over the, the next four months. But for now, it's for the players just to concentrate on their, their form at their club. And like I say, if they can stay fit and healthy, that'd be great. So exciting times ahead. You're welcome to keep your calls coming on that. If you'd rather talk Europa League, now is the time to pick up the phone. Celtic fans, decent performance in places last night, but ultimately a defeat and out of the Europa League. How are you feeling? And Rangers fans, a better outcome, a win, a clean sheet. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's new era is up and running and you are through to the next round. 01419511025. We'll hear from you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here Lots of excitement about Scotland's World Cup draw But lots of reflecting to be done On last night's Europa League action So pick up that phone 0141 951 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Celtic game kicked off first Let's take a call on that first with Paul Who is in the Merchant City How are you feeling about last night And, and I guess the campaign as a whole now Paul Now that we know that Celtic can't progress it's just a big wow, Gordon. It's just, I mean, I don't quite know what to, what to make of the whole thing. It's certainly different gravy from a few months ago when I was speaking to Hugh about the, the squad depth and you know the state of Celtic we're in. But I think 
I, I think plus to Coglu, I heard one pundit saying that he's be, he's he's sort of uh, he's, he's been at the moment he's been given cult status by the Celtic fans and and a sort of big Ange loving. But I'm interested to see what Kenny's thoughts were on how. I have to say, it was naive uh, in terms of the substitutions and bringing on Abada, who's still a young lad um, in a kind of own up speaking mode, in my, in my opinion. Um, and Becky Johnson, who it's now looking like the strip's no fitting him. I think the, 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 the job looks too big for him. I think he might be one of these guys that will go to another club and, and absolutely kill it. But, um, you know, he could have brought Sorrow on. Could have, other thing was. Pivotal to it was Beaton going off because I thought he was actually our best player, and some of the stats uh, for the for the start men on on Twitter uh, kind of back that up. So, yeah, yeah. Let, let's put that to the guys, Kenny. What do you think? I mean, obviously, we, the last time you guys were in here, in fact, I think we were talking about the size of the challenge and Leverkusen, and, and if Celtic aren't on it, you know, they, they could get beat really heavily. So. I guess in that respect there was there was something to like about the performance but but not enough. I think you did say that it would maybe be five or six. I mean, you used to that with him, honestly. <laughs> but do, no just you dive in there, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> but what it, no, you know what? There were beat and for me, I know it was three two, but Leverkusen were were a level above. Good side, yeah. there, there's no getting away from that. They are a they're a better team, they're a really, really good side. I think to get in at 1-1 one, one at half time I think Celtic were pretty lucky it was a penalty by it was a stonewaller uh, an incredible <laughs> uh, incredible composure for Juranovic and audacity to go and put it in the way he did but for me it was a bit of fortune that, the, that they went in at 1-1 one, one at, the, at the break so and even getting yourself 2-1 up I mean I just look again I've, I've said all along nobody wants I don't I'm not saying you need to change styles mm-hmm. not at all when you've got the ball, you play however you want, but when you've not got the ball, you need to be a little bit more pr- pragmatic with how you go about it because that's five games and they've lost 13 goals in the Europa League. Well, my maths is no bad. That's 2.6 <laughs> goals per game, Hugh. Yeah. So mm. to win a game, on average, you need to score three goals. That's not sustainable for any success at this level against the top I teams. Think, I think Paul might be indicative of um, one side of the philosophy war. That will now take place Because Paul doesn't accept That 13 goals being lost in the group Nine of them away from home Paul won't accept that That's any use to him um, Ange Postacoglu and The people who are involved in the loving That Paul refers to um, Ange Postacoglu's Pre-match philosophy is Look, if we are tentative yeah. Against Bayer Leverkusen All we'll learn is that we're inferior to Bayer Leverkusen So I'm going to go out Take the game to them See how I get on And I'll learn something About my team then um, I do think that there was An element of bravery About the performance from Celtic Because I did say I feared they might lose Five or six goals uh, And I think to Have a 3-2 To have a 3-2 uh, Away from home Is not the worst result In the world And you go Paul yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, much as I, I mean, I'm not criticising Postico, but I'm just, I'm just, I just think we're in new territory. Uh, and, you know, the pragmatism is you have to win football matches. And having went 2 1 up uh, against a, a top German side, then you, for 10 minutes, you, I mean, but, you know, as Kenny says, I mean, Joe Hart kept Celtic in the game, at the, you know, the, the early part of the, the game. So, uh, Dynamic going forward, but still, um, still. Can, can I make another point about, about the inverted fullback thing, eh, Gordon? Just, Go for it. Uh, just look, looking 
uh, Auntie Ralston as an example. Um, now, I think that was uh, originally invented, like most things these days, by Guardiola, by Philip Lamb at Bayern Munich and all that. But one of Anthony Ralston's strengths is he can get to the byline and cross a ball, and he doesn't seem to be able to... If he's, if he's going to get an inverted fullback, I don't know, again, Kenny, with his experience, can he, he maybe shed some light on that? Kenny? No, again, I, I can only assume why he does it because there'll be different reasons for different coaches. Uh, but for me, it's to give you an overload in the middle of the pitch. So, so they come in, they get extra bodies in it. Maybe it allows the kind of eights, if you want to call them that, your Callum McGregor's, your Turnbull's, your Rogic's when he's playing. It allows them to be that little bit higher and more connected to the front line. But you're absolutely right. If you're in there, you can't be in the final third out wide, crossing the ball, cutting the ball back. I mean, he does get there, but it, obviously he's not going to be getting there as much if he finds himself more central in the middle of the pitch. But there's different reasons, and I can see it's part of that whole kind of style and philosophy that they use is, is kind of connect, is connected with the City group I think that's why they, they kind of do it but they may have different reasons that's the reasons I can see mm. but I absolutely get sometimes it's about playing to your players strengths and not actually sticking to a model that might not actually suit the players that you've got and Anthony Ralston is definitely if you were saying one of his qualities it's his, it's his heart he's all in his energy up and down the pitch and like you say when you get him in that final third he's quite powerful you know uh, Paul raised an interesting point one that I think lots of Celtic fans are on about the the substitutions it, it Clearly you know It didn't work out And the manager says that as well That the, the subs didn't give him The impact he wanted He says they lacked composure To see the game out Yeah it was, it was a tough challenge for us They're a very good team um, Obviously we're playing them Away from home And Yeah it was you know, we, we tried our best to, to play our football But you know It wasn't easy But you know We really hung in there um, You know the players um, Showed great determination And resilience to Keep working hard, not to, uh, try not to get, um, you know, away from the way we wanted to play, and, and we gave ourselves a chance of, uh, you know, pulling off a, a great result. But you know, ultimately we just, you know, we, we couldn't hang on in the end, and uh, you know, they obviously, um, you know, got the two late goals, which, yeah, disappointing, uh, definitely um, disappointing for the players. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a great. Again, learning tool for us and development. We know we're not at this level yet, but you know we came here tonight and we're determined to take it to a good opponent. I thought we did that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Tommy and get the Rangers side of things. A better outcome, Tommy. A win on the night and progression to the next round of the Europa League. What did you make of it? Uh, she's a four to make my point So I just like to thank the football for him Because me and my son-in-law are off to see Graham Simmons And friends tonight Courtesy of yourself Ah the competition a few weeks ago Good Well I hope you enjoy uh, it aye. Hope some good stories for you Thanks very much um, aye, A couple of points um, One about Morelos And uh, one about the team in general I think the team in general uh, Van Bronkers He's worked quite still a wee bit I think um, we still look a bit shaky in defence um, They were not a great team And we still sort of Opened us up a couple of times the second goal they gave us was a gift. Uh, the point about Morelos is, you seen him last night, um, probably not his best still, but you can see that he did when he gets the service, and that's what's not been happening in recent weeks, because he's been tracking back. He's, he spends a lot of time in Marine half now, tracking back, tracking the ball. Um, I think if he got the service, we'd see a lot more results for himself. Uh, Hugh, first of all, let's do big picture. Rangers are through again, and this was you know, a week in which everyone was jumping up and down and saying you know, how... All over the place Rangers are And there was the disruption Of the manager leaving They've apparently not Really fired at all This season uh -huh. 
And, he, and in Europe Steven Gerrard admitted it You know hadn't really come to life But they're through With a game to spare So that has to be um, Something to be congratulated I'm sure Well in our localised Eternal world of bragging rights Rangers are through And Celtic going to the Europa Conference League So the Rangers fans will say They've had the, the, a superior night um, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Has had one game And I think the optics were good Because Rangers were so dreadful Against Hibs at Hamden In the semi-final uh, that when you then play your next game And it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's first game And Alan McGregor starts pulling off Worldy saves And Morello scores two goals Regardless of what he might have done Before and after those goals He gets two goals in a week When I listen to our programme every night And people were calling for him to be dropped And for McGregor to be dropped Because they, they, they felt that McGregor was past his best now And Morelos was a non-trier so the optics were good The goalkeeper was fantastic On the night And Morelos got two goals I mean Kenny I'm here for all Sides of the argument All types of opinion uh, I thought Rangers fans Would just be Just delighted And, and thinking it was all great And all rosy and, and happy to be through But Tommy still thinks A bit of work to be done With that team Have to agree Yep I thought the performance Was pretty solid Against what I thought was Not great opposition uh, Not only did I think The second goal was a gift what I would say about the second goal, there was really, really good pressure. It's like they had a uh, an instruction at half time to get after that back line because when they're trying to play out, they're clearly there is a mistake in them. So they have to be credited for that because they passed it out and they, they swarmed all over them and forced a mistake. And Alfredo was there to take to take advantage of it. Even the first goal for me, really, really poor defending. Uh, for a through ball that wasn't defended properly Centre back moves over and was really really weak in a tackle Hadji slides, puts in and again it's another uh, We'll call it a simple finish But it made it look very simple It's not simple, it made it look simple So yeah, two gifts I would say really uh, The team were in control to be fair for much parts Without really in my opinion getting out of third gear I didn't think Sparta were up too much So I think there's still a, a bit of work to do But he's been in the building two days They're through to Europa League in his third day in his first game so it's 100% it's a positive night But there's no doubt Giovanni will know this He'll have watched the game He'll, he'll know He'll take out it What he'll take out of it They're through They move on mm. But there's no doubt He'll be back on that training field First thing to, this morning or, or or tomorrow Before the Livingston game And he'll be looking to work on that and, and, and get the improvements required I mean as Hugh says Context is important All week long I've listened to phone calls And read out tweets about It's time to Bin Morelos is, It's not happening anymore And then to be fair We get the other ones on Saying Yeah but he's not getting the chances If you can get him higher up the pitch Get him in front of goal He will score He gets a double last night What did you make of that? It's great for him That he's back on the goal The goal scoring uh, sheet But I still think That the performance like, so Ultimately his job is to score goals like, There's no taking away from that And he scored an incredible amount of goals I think last night Was his 26th and 27th European goal for Rangers It's phenomenal A phenomenal amount of goals At a really high level but for me, the the performance was pretty similar. He still was coming off. He still was, like I said, we've, we've pretty much said that the goals were a bit of, a bit of a gift. Uh, in terms of being back to his best, I think he's, he's no way he's back to his best. And, and that's, no, that's not just at him, that's at the team because strikers need service. There's no doubt about that. But when Alfredo is at his best, he's a real box threat. You know, he was a, he's a real box threat, whether it be for crosses, cutbacks, through balls. He's, a, he's an absolute handful or a real powerful animal when he's at his best. At the moment, there's no doubt, him and probably the rest of the players, they have not been at the levels that have been known to them to perform at. Thank you, Tommy. 01419511025. Going to hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and hopefully you next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB So much to get through Reflecting on last night's Europa League action uh, Giving immediate reaction to the World Cup playoff draw Big weekend coming up as well In the SPFL and the Scottish Cup So lots to get through Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst His first game Officially in charge of Rangers In the dugout And it went well They won the game by two goals to nil They are through in the Europa League And uh, clearly there was lots for him to be happy about He's proud of his players He says it was a special occasion And believes they carried out his game plan Very positive of course You know, I think we have a very good performance today For the 90 minutes I think the first half was um, was really good Creating a lot of chances But uh, you know, we only scored uh, scored once Very proud of the, of the team How they reacted uh, after Sunday And although we only had you know two training sessions I think they... Uh, they did the, the game plan really well, creating a lot of danger uh, to score and to create chances. So uh, I'm very happy. As the manager, is is something special for me. You want to win. I think that was the most important thing today uh, to win the game. Uh, you know, by uh, by a margin of two because then we were true, truly, really special. And uh, I enjoyed every moment of it. And uh, so. It's always special to have the first game as a manager uh, at Ibrox and uh, I was really happy that we could give the the, the fans a, a game we uh, we did today. Let's bring in Paul, the new manager is happy. Paul, how happy are you at getting through in the Europa League? Yeah, no, first of all, thanks for, thanks for letting me on the show tonight. I know it's probably a busy show. Yeah, delighted. Um, I mean, you couldn't ask for any more to get to a new manager in the door and we qualify for the next stages of the Europa League. So... Absolutely happy with that point of view. Um, thought there was a lot more energy in the team. I think he's obviously tweaked some of the tactics. You know, I've seen a repo a bit more further up the field, which was good. Um, and yeah, just just all round really pleased. Yeah. Let me let me put some of that to Kenny Paul, and, and of course, I'll let you elaborate a bit more. What differences did we see? It's only one game and two yeah. two training yeah. sessions, but the manager said there would be changes. What differences did you see compared to Stephen Gerrard's team? I just think when you seen in the setup, and, and Paul just touched on it there. It was probably more Again to the eye Again this is what I'm saying When you talk formations There's loads of different ways You can play it You can still play a 4-3-3 With two sitters Like they did last night With Davis and Kamara And Aribo further ahead He could still be a midfielder But to the eye It looked like it was like A 4-2-3-1 type formation With Hadji Kent And uh, Aribo behind Morelos Within that three though There is a flexibility That could end up at anywhere Over that line Because there is You see Kent across the one side mm-hmm. Of the pitch Hadji across the other And Aribo does Kind of drift wide sometimes as well But to the eye it did look like that was a slight tweak Was, there, was there more obvious width? Sometimes there was Again I've, I think Kent should give us that Should give Rangers that more often Because you see when he gets out there His step over's electric You know I thought he was really really alive For about half an hour 40 minutes in the first half And he looked He looked really comfortable out there In 1v1 scenarios Which for me I would want him out there In those situations Because once he's past one He has to commit someone else And it frees up bodies So Yep I would see that was an obvious one And what it For me Offensively I don't know how it affected us that much Because we still got a lot of bodies Running about Morelos uh, But I think off the ball It maybe allows you A little bit more it's an extra body out of the three in midfield to go and maybe get pressure on. And I think we've seen that in the second, particularly the start of the second half, not just in the goal actually, there was a, a real 
focus I felt on, on going to get the ball back quickly and again maybe Giovanni had identified that they were particularly weak in those moments so that was a few time changes I've seen obviously straight away in terms of personnel it was probably yeah, very similar you wasn't would, it uh, you would expect to play apart from maybe Bassey mm-hmm. playing centre back and again Balogun was injured though wasn't yeah. he so wasn't, and he's played there before yeah. and it wasn't quite yeah on that front Hugh we were all waiting patiently on this team coming in all week you know people have been Suggesting there could be five changes, six changes. The captain was getting dropped. The goalie, Morelos, everyone. It was far from that. It was really one, one change. Like I said, one was yeah. forced, and then the other one was just Hadji for Arfield. So the manager's gone for a little bit of consistency on that yeah, front. He was never going to take the scatter gun to the team, no matter how bad they had been against Hibs. So he minimised the changes, kept it simple. Uh, now the bar had been set very low. The performance against Hibs was. Unacceptable for Rangers supporters Or anyone uh, Officially associated with the club So There had to be a reaction If there hadn't been a reaction Last night Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Had a problem So they reacted to him They reacted to the circumstances And They did their jobs properly Uh, We can argue the toss Over how Good it looked The deficiencies That were contained Mm. Within a positive result But they got The job done what else then, Paul? What else jumped out at you in a positive or a negative sense? Aye, well, maybe come in, like, that's going to sound a bit angry, but come in, there's a negative sense, right? I might be a fellow Rangers fan, so you know, what's he talking about, right? Delighted we're through. You know, I can't take that away. But there's no escaping what happened on Sunday. And I'm going to talk about Tavernier. Now, I want to get Kenny's point of view as an ex-professional and, and Hugh's point of view here from a PR point of view. Um, Tavernier's been with us for a number of years. He's longest served in there, I think. Um and he's come through a lot of cup finals, defeats, semi-final defeats and whatnot. He came out with a comment a few years back, remember, about the whole thing in the programme about I find it hard to play in front of a crowd. Now, from a professional point of view, I don't I don't understand that. And I know Q had mentioned the past, it should never have been put in there. The editor should have been, you know, obviously talked about why that went into a programme. But, you know, he said that, and I, and I don't understand the comment. Um, now, there's Goldson came out on Sunday and said a comment that he would never got from likes, and that's why I want Miller's, uh, Kenny's point of view about that. Um, he would have never got that from Richard Goff, Terry Butcher, Amoruso, Barry Ferguson, you know, all these characters, to come out and say there was no fight, no desire. And I know it's been talked about in the show for a number of times, I don't want to go over the calls again with it, but um, it, it doesn't seem to be in Gerard, you know, for, for getting his 55, and you know, I've been in this show before, and if you go through your archives, I said a lot of positive things about Gerard, but he did... He didn't drop some people like Kent would never get dropped, Goldson would never get dropped, Taffy would never get dropped. Um, and don't get me wrong, I know every player goes through a bad time. I totally get that. And you know, some of the stuff he's assists are fantastic. I know you might come back and say that. But Taffy, in my opinion, had a way after that game. And I was disappointed. As a team captain, he should have been out there. He should have been in front of the media. Um, and he should be in front up to that, and that, that, that disappoints me a wee bit. And I don't know what Kenny's point of view is from an ex-professional point of view. And yeah, let's and let's put it to Kenny. Point of view. Listen, I, I, I do tend to agree. I know the it's normal. I know when anything kind of went wrong in my time over that four years between two thousand fourteen and two thousand eighteen. I was normally the one that did get wheeled out, and I wasn't the captain. Or Lee Wallace would get wheeled out, but Lee had his injuries in that last kind of eighteen months, two years he'd been there. So I, I absolutely get the point. Conor Goldson is though a very experienced player he is his vice captain as well but I think the fans want to see that obviously uh, they want to see the captain out there explaining apologising giving a reason for the poor performance and the result and like you say it's another cup competition gone it's another semi-final defeat 
uh, against a team you would expect again with the greatest respect to Ibs when Rangers play a semi-final they are favourites and it doesn't matter who they're playing so they would be expected to turn up at Hamden on, on Sunday and perform and win and get to the final you know so I absolutely get what you're saying in terms of the comments you know it's I did feel probably like you Hugh that Tav that should never have made the, the programme two years ago it's really really poor that it did make it but all all it made it in there and, and it's out there for everybody to read Connors went down a similar road you know, I don't mind the fact that he's calling it out. That, that's for me again. I don't know what goes inside the dressing room and inside if, if it was said there and then because clearly after a performance like that, words need to be had because it's another performance that's completely unacceptable. Uh, never even looked like getting back in it even after getting a lifeline when the game was dead and buried at three. But I don't mind the comments coming out. And, and the one that concerned me was the hunger one because for me, looking at it from the outside, looking in, if I was to say one thing about the team, it would be they probably lack a bit of hunger. They look like they lack a bit of hunger. It looks like they've won the league and it's been a little bit of, that's the job done. Whereas at that football club, it's that's done, win the league, move on, get the next one. I want to try and squeeze a, another discussion point in before the news and we are short on time, Paul. Just when you mentioned Tavernier, you don't sound like you're much of a fan. I noticed he shared the pitch with Nathan Patterson for a spell last night. Is that a sign of things to come or not? Listen, um, we've just talked about, well, we've talked about the show before. Uh, Steve Clark's managed to do it with Scotland. You've got a guy there that's got six caps. He's, he's got the hunger, he's got the desire, and something over the years for Rangers. And I've talked to my dad about it, and my dad's in his 70s. Um, he said that's something the Rangers have always got to work to bring through youth. And I don't know why. Uh, you've got Scott Wright sitting in there as well. No, I would like to get a firmer chance. Um, and just one wee point there, just about to Tavernier. How many crosses did they were pinned? They we're going here, there, and everywhere. He's, he's, he's off form. You can see that. I mean, okay. Let's get a response on that. Sorry, Paul, to, to butt in. I said, as I said, uh, we're a bit short in time. Kenny, quickly, Patterson, Tavernier. I don't. I don't think both no. of them can play in the same team. Was it a, was it a sign that the manager wants to keep trying though to do it in a game like that? If if you try it, I think the team suffers. I think yeah. if you play Tavernier further forward and and Patterson behind or mm. vice versa, for me, the team suffers. PR man, Goldson. <laughs> By saying what he did Showed me Personal opinion He doesn't fully get Rangers Because As Paul on the line said Goff Never in a million years But he said it John Brown Goodness me uh, But he, he doesn't fully understand The environment He's in if he can say that Okay thank you Paul We're running a bit late for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football this has been the worst week in the history of Beat the Pundit for the Pundits. They've lost every single match this week. Ray on Monday, DL on Tuesday, Donnelly on Wednesday, DL again on Thursday. Hugh Evans, I can't believe it might be up to you to save the day. And I never thought I would hear such a thing. I am that man. Well it'll be a consolation It's 4-0 to the listeners no, no, already no. I am that man to make it 5-0 Alright oh, okay 01419511025 If you call before 7 o'clock You could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard 
Hugh Kevens and Kenny Miller are here We've been reacting to the news that Scotland will play the Ukraine at Hamden For a place in the final of the World Cup playoffs Get there, it will be the winner of Wales and Austria away from home So if you want to keep your reaction to that coming, please do And of course a huge night in Europe last night Contrasting outcomes for Celtic and Rangers Celtic are out and into the Conference League Rangers are through after winning Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's first game in charge. So whatever is on your mind, now is a good time to share it and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. Absolutely disgusted with the pundits this week. They've embarrassed us, they've let us down, they should be ashamed of themselves, and Grant in air is on to try and make matters worse. How's it going, Grant? Yeah, very well, thanks Gordon, yourself? Good, thank you for asking Now be honest Grant, I noticed that you've never played before You told the producer You've just heard the standard this week And thought these pundits are here for the taking, haven't you? Well, Hugh's playing, or Hugh's on So I've got to have some sort of a chance Well that's true, he's not in great form himself (laughs) But Kenny, you're not bad, what's your record? Two for two Two for two, okay Two for two Well we'll find out, heads it is Hugh, tails it will be Kenny It's not Mr Two from Two It's Mr... I don't know how many from how many It's Hugh Keevans up against Grant from air So we're going to give Hugh something else to listen to While we line up your questions Grant 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know The secret is to pass quickly and move on okay Ready? Good man 30 seconds Time starts now Who scored Celtic's penalty last night in Leverkusen? Ivanovic Who scored the only goal the last time Rangers won the Scottish Cup? Uh, Boyd Jason Kerr left St Johnston in the summer To join which English team? Millwall Who do Clyde Bank play in the Scottish Cup third round tomorrow? Ardross uh, Which Scottish top flight team's mascot is Angus the Bull? Uh, Beacon Both Dundee clubs have owners from which country? America Okay, okay Let's bring Mr Keevans back Can you hear us? I can Good, same set of questions 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now Who scored Celtic's penalty last night in Leverkusen? Juranovic Who scored the only goal the last time Rangers won the Scottish Cup? Um, Pass Jason Kerr left St Johnston in the summer to join which English team? Pass Who did Clyde Bank play in the Scottish Cup third round tomorrow? Clyde Which Scottish top flight team's mascot is Angus the Bull? Um, Forfer Both Dundee clubs have owners from which country? America and which side are currently bottom of the Scottish Championship? Um, Don't you go looking for a league <laughs> table, I saw that. Bottom of the Championship. Too late. Uh, Queen's mm, Okay, we'll see how we go on. Uh, Grant, what do you think? What was it like to play uh, live and versus when you're playing along at home? It's, it's a bit more nerve-wracking, mm. but yeah, the questions were quite... Quite tough to yeah, me I mean the first one Was obviously Quite topical From last night Juranovic You both got it It was Quite the penalty uh, If you've not seen it Check it out Who scored the only goal The last time Rangers Won the Scottish Cup Kenny Miller You played 85 minutes no. It was Nacho Novo Jason Kerr Left St Johnston To join Wigan None of you got that So it's one all At this stage I feel sorry for you here Grant Because he's bound to know this He's actually got his Clyde Bank scarf in yep. the studio now. Yep. Let me tell you, Grant, that scarf looks <laughs> even older than him. I don't, I don't know where he got it, but it's that is a relic. And I'm, I'm talking about the scarf again, not him. Um, what's the backstory there? It's with my daughter's uh, Clyde Bank. Oh, can't they, be older than you. When then. they played at Cobbie, uh 
Park uh, gave tickets away free to school children. And uh, my daughter was very, very keen. She was only 10 years old then. Uh, very keen to go. And we bought her a Clyde Bank scarf. She's 40 now. So this <laughs> scarf is 30 years old. And what was her favourite okay. part of the game when she went along for the first time? Well, Did she enjoy final it? whistle. <laughs> <laughs> she came back and her mum said to her, Did you enjoy it? Loved it. And she said, But what was the best bit? She said, Oh, and Coyle. You're oh, that's plenty. Turn his mic off. This is a family show. It's only ten past seven. Uh, sorry, Owen, if you're listening. Anyway, I've Grant, told him. I've told him he laughed like a drain when I told as him. As I was saying, he's going tomorrow, so he was bound to get that. It is Clyde who play Clyde Bank tomorrow, so it's two one to Hugh Keevans. Which Scottish top? Now I've got a few things. I've got a few issues here. Which Scottish top flight team? One of you said Forfer, the other one said Breakin. So I, I don't know where we're going in. A, I get it with Angus But Aberdeen Angus mm. Ever heard of that? Angus the Bull It was Aberdeen None of you got it So Hugh stays 2-1 in front You both knew That the Dundee clubs Have owners from the US of A So it's 3-2 to Hugh Keevans And Grant Even if I If I tried to be harsh And rob him Of the last one Which was actually Queen of the South He's still done you By 3-2 yeah. Hard yeah. lines Good effort though yeah. I'd say It's a good man To be beaten by anyway Absolutely well said Grant Thank you very much That was Grant in air 01419511025 Miller was scribbling furiously Would you have done alright there? Five Five Gravitz, yeah. Novo, Wigan, Clyde Was it's behind me And America Yeah No, no Angus the Bull for no, you I, I went Ross County What odds would you have got On me being the only pundit To win <laughs> in a week? <laughs> it's a very good question uh, Bookies don't usually give bets That ridiculous But yeah You've, you've managed to Vindication for you All the Absolutely. times that people have slagged must be, you And must you're be the, the only scarf. one must, I'm going to bring the scarf in every night I'll tell you what I think we're, sh- we're going to get the Clyde Bank manager on A bit later on the show yeah. We'll give that a big build up We know you're excited to be heading along tomorrow uh, Please tell me You've got the long johns looked out It is going to be wild uh, Out there tomorrow but I lived here for 45 years I know which way the wind blows you yeah, Hopefully going to be a good occasion But in the meantime Keep your calls coming in please Either on last night's Europa League action Today's World Cup draw Maybe tomorrow's football Or anything else That you think we've missed That is the way to fix it Pick up the phone And let us know I think we've got Mark Standing by So let's hear a bit more From Ange Postacoglu Um, We mentioned earlier on He he said that the the defeat Would be a good learning tool uh, For the squad Here he is specifically On those substitutions Because I know a lot of people Were commenting On how the game changed A little bit Once they came on It wasn't so much It went wrong I just think You know obviously yeah, they were they were coming at us, and and they got some real quality in their team. And I just felt we lost a little bit of our composure towards the end there. Maybe some tiredness, guys coming on. Um, you know, we didn't make the impact we wanted to because we had some opportunities to create something ourselves, and our decision making wasn't great. And we just allowed the pressure to sort of pile up on us. And like I said they're a good team, and and you know if you keep giving them opportunities, they're, they're going to take one. Um, so, you know, it was just, I think in the end we were trying to hold on, but um, we just needed to, to just be a little bit more composed, particularly when we had the ball to to sort of control the game a little bit better. But again, that's easy for me to say. It was We hung in there unbelievably well. Joe Hart made some unbelievable saves. We, we were really resilient defensively, um, but ultimately you just got to say that, you know, they... They sort of um, got the better of us in that last sort of 10-15 minutes Mark is a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld How are you feeling about that European campaign Mark? Um, well good evening gents first of all Hello 
Um, ah, yeah. Watched the game last night. Um, I was a wee bit annoyed, but put it that way, at the end of the game because you're losing two goals. You're you know, winning position. You're losing the game. I think with eight minutes to go. So you lost two goals. But then you know, thinking back now and sitting back, you know, when the dust settled and stuff, you kind of realise that where we are at the minute. You know, that's where we are. A lot of fans and a guy who was on here earlier saying, you know, um, the substitutions were poor. Postecoglou made some some of, the, some of the wrong subs. But that's really the only subs he could have made. You know, he doesn't have the back, the squad. He doesn't have the big enough squad, in my opinion. He's got a good first eleven, very good first eleven. But after that, you know, if one of them gets injured, he's, he's, he's looking at his bench and he hasn't got an awful lot of class here. But Tom Rowe gets injured. You know, he's got young Abada, but he's a 19-year-old Israeli who's been in the country for three months. You know, he's a winger as well. Wingers are really, um, you know, hit and miss sometimes, you know. So I just think that for where we are now, for where we are four months into the new management and new players coming in, we're in the final of a cup. Um, we're still in Europe, conference or no conference, we're still in Europe after Christmas. Um, and they went out and they, they gave it a goal against every team they've played against in Europe for the season, especially in the group stages. They've went and had a goal. They've gave the fans something to shout about. They've took a bit of beating. But I, I, I agree with him, you know, by Leverkusen and maybe, well, they are 100%, you know, are a different league from us. And they're a really, really good side. It doesn't matter how many players they dropped, you know. Um, I mean, Hugh... It really, I'm seeing it all coming down to the type of character each individual is because you can totally understand fans who look at that last night and across the piece and say, well, you don't get any big prize for finishing third and it shouldn't uh-huh. be celebrated. But we like some of the performances. We feel that progress has been made. We finished bottom last season. We get battered 4-1 off Sport- Sparta Prague twice. And uh-huh. given that Ange is just in and that it's a new group of players... Okay, we're feeling fine about it. And yeah. then there are others who, quite understandably, will say, "Well, you're out. You're out. Shrug the shoulders. Yeah, you might have given Leverkusen a bloody nose, and you might have given Betis a bloody nose, but you're still conceding lots of goals, and you're out." What? What? Sh- do you lean to one of those sides, or are you in the middle? I, I, I'm sticking with the glaringly obvious that Celtic don't have good enough defenders. Certainly not for that level of the game. Uh, when it got to two one, eight minutes to go, you, you never felt confident that it was over. Uh, because Celtic had defended so poorly uh, Joe Hart had a good night But remember that uh, Leverkusen hit both posts uh, I think the, the 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 one that Joe Hart saved On the goal line With the, the Leverkusen player coming in yeah. I think I don't know what he was trying to do uh, So You know It could have been worse than 3-2 I again go back to the point That four months ago when he lost to Mitchelland in the Champions League qualifier and then lost to Hearts at Tynecastle in the first league game of the season, things looked pretty bleak for Celtic. But four months later, um, people are disappointed that they lost 3-2 to, uh, to Bayer Leverkusen. So he has made advances, but at the back, they're simply not good enough uh, I don't believe that back four would, would win the, the, the Premiership, never mind advance in the Europa League. Kenny, are there signs of encouragement, improvement, or ultimately you don't make it through, you don't make it through? What, what's your take on it? No, well, that's that's a fact, isn't it? You're not through, you're yeah. out. But there is still European football there. That That is 100% a positive. In terms of the substitutions, I, I tend to agree with, with Mark. Mark. Who else can he make? You know, like... 
there's no getting away from it, and this was the greatest respect. With Michael Johnson, with Michael Johnson coming on, Abada and Ayeti coming on for Kyogo, Forrest, and Beaton, and sorry, James McCarthy for Beaton and, and Jota for Mikey Johnson. The team's weakened. You know, yeah, you might be bringing fresh legs and energy, but I'm just talking about control. For me, the devil really have control of that game. I would, I would, I would question it. But there's a lesser quality player coming on. Mikey's just coming back. Finch. I really like the boy as a player. Uh, but he's just coming back. He's back about a month or six weeks or so. So it's good to see him back. But they are severely weakened, I think, when you make these substitutions. The other but predicament he has, Kenny, you know, he's got Aberdeen on Sunday. Celtic have to beat Aberdeen because, in all likelihood, Rangers will be seven points ahead of Celtic by the time that game kicks off because they're playing Livingston now. Uh, last time you were in here with Marvin Bartley, you wrote Livy off yeah. and they went to Celtic Park and got a draw. Have you not learned your lesson? No, that was a perfectly good <laughs> assessment, ruined by bad play. Uh, so, I'll not be know, easy, I'll say that. I'll not be easy at Livingston, it's but, not at home. But, but if you were absolutely betting Rangers, your pound yeah. coin right now, yeah. your pound coin would be on Rangers. It's on 3 0 here. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he has to manage a season. Jack Ross has made great play of the fact that between beating Rangers and then having to face Celtic in the in the cup final, Hibs have so many games. Celtic have the identical number of games. And Ange Postacoglu is trying to manage Kyogo, who, if he was in Japan, would be at the end of his season now. Uh, and he's trying to manage Abada, who is 20 years old. And he's trying to get them in the league and in the cup to be at their best and you know you've got to manage players and their fitness and and with, the great, and with the greatest respect we could have picked any team at the top of their game and the top of their fitness yep. and played any way he wanted to play and still and lost still to Leverkusen still would have got yeah. beat probably more often than not so fair play if, he, if he's looking ahead which again like Hugh says that's a huge game an absolutely huge game on Sunday that they must win so if he's resting mm. a few players with, it, with that in mind then that's fair play uh, I mean Mark, you, you sound fairly understanding, optimistic about it all. You've not got the toys out the pram because Celtic couldn't beat by a Leverkusen. Um, is there anything that does concern you at the moment? Um, I suppose it, the squad size is a big thing for us. You know, I know that we've got a, the, the biggest thing I've got is I know he scored a Panenka last night. We've got a right back playing left back. You know, I know that Celtic have got a few injuries. I get that. But, and I know the boy's a creation right back and he's a very, very good player. You know, and I, I still think he's a good player. But, you know, to play a right back at left back, and he's, you know, you're, I think you're missing half the... Half the obviously, you've got John on the left wing. You've not got an oval... I, don't, I know he plays in inverted wingers, anyway, inverted pullbacks anyway, but I'll, I really think Celtic lack a left, a left back. You know, I know they've got Julian coming back at centre-half. They've got Young Welsh playing last night and they've got Starfelt who started to come on to a game. Um, I could be here all night telling you. You know, I think we need about three or four midfielders, yeah. another striker. But um, I'd, 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 if I, I was nailed on, I'd, I'd want a left back in because um, I think that's a massive error. A massive, sorry, a massive hole in the Celtic team. No matter yeah. how good Juranovic is. Yeah, it's a good assessment, Kenny, because he, he is good, and that's why it, it works to an extent. But it's clearly not ideal. It's a shame it didn't count for anything because that penalty was utterly outrageous, wasn't it? See when I saw. I could not believe that he tried that on that stage, and to kiss it in off the bar was quite something. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was absolutely amazing technique, uh, bravery to go up and hit it like that. It was, uh, and then then to actually go and execute it, it was was outstanding. But I do agree with Mark. I think just having a left back, having a left footer on that side of the mm-hmm. pitch, it just gives you a balance. It gets a completely different. 
when it goes out to a left back he can open up he can drive inside where again the right footer normally tends to kind of shift it back inside onto his right foot uh, so that would definitely be something that they would look at albeit there is players injured I don't know when they're going to be back but there's no doubt Celtic will strengthen in January it's just where it's where Ange feels and I think Hughes touched on it tonight like me right through the season I think probably it maybe needs to be at the back uh, yep Julian's coming back and there may be another few back but I think they probably need to have a look at the back line and, mm. and that's where they would strengthen Thank you Mark some good points well made 01419511025 uh, keep your calls coming in uh, we've got plenty of time to get through some of the other big talking points before we disappear tonight and something really important I want to discuss with you first <laughs> Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back It is Christmas season well and truly upon us I noticed George and Cassie have been playing their Christmas tunes this week You know it is that time uh, of the year And Christmas this year unfortunately It's going to be particularly difficult for lots of families Across Glasgow and the West But you can make a difference by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas I even had my baby daughter at one of these sort of music class things this morning Hugh uh, the only dad there obviously you know the way these things yeah. work felt really ridiculous and out of place as we played with maracas and drums or whatever but I embraced it and at the end it was all made worthwhile because they had been collecting money for cash for kids anyway I digress back to the main message tonight about your money and the difference it can make your fundraising and donations really do help uh, let's hear from Jack Jack uh, is going to speak on behalf of North United Communities and he's going to give us a, a bit of an idea as to what your generosity can do. Definitely brought my family closer together because my mum was able to like pay for like a Christmas dinner. I got a shirt last year for Christmas that I still wear to this day and it's quite special to me because it was one of my favourite gifts even though it costs not as much as maybe gifts other people get. So yeah, amazing what Cash for Kids do around Christmas time. Seriously, I think Jack's Words mean a lot more than anything I could tell you Every single penny that you give Goes straight back to people uh, Like Jack You can help those uh, Who need it here in Glasgow In the West To find all the details It's Clyde1.com Forward slash mission And that's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Fabrication and Construction Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 This is Clyde1 Super Scoreboard it's time for Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans to team up so often referred to as the veteran of a football <laughs> team now he's here with the veteran of the radio scene so let's see what you two old timers can do I'm making on this look question. like a whippersnapper <laughs> I was going to say that's why he likes it so much in here yeah. on a Friday night anyway uh, Mikey has sent your question topical but tough I think um, maybe a bit of educated guessing to be done Mikey wants to know after Alfredo Morello scored the first goal in the Van Bronckhorst regime can you name the players to score the first competitive goal for each of the last eight Rangers managers? Can you name the player who scored the first competitive goal for each of the last eight previous managers? Ali McCoyst has got to be there. What do you mean? As a goal scorer? Yeah. No, he's not. No. No, no, no. Right, Kenny, let's think with the Taff. ones you, you might know. Taff for it was. Why? It was your mic is over oh, there There we go right. Sorry Tav For, for, against, uh, for Warburton Against Against Hibs Yes yeah. Well done Okay So Mark Warburton's was Tavernier Well done So I'm thinking about the ones that you'll know Before we have to kind of guess Me for Pedro Cucina It wasn't you actually oh, European night No Does that no count? Uh, that would but Was there a game before that? Pedro Cucina's first game in charge Was a Because <laughs> no, remember he came At the end of the The previous season 
Oh, so he did. In March. So he did, you're right. You're right. So his so first was a game, Hamilton one. Oh, it wasn't Waggy? Hamilton. No, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. Daniel Candias. No. Oh. So more even more obscure. Oh, and it wasn't here for long. Wasn't a wasn't a prolific we'll goal scorer. I'll find that one. I'll get there. Okay. Uh, Jamie, uh, oh, honestly I almost gave that Barry one away. I'm not gonna do that. Um no. No. Alright, all the way back Hugh, guess me one for say Dick Advocate. What type of player around that era? Ninety eight. Michael Moles? No. Okay, right. We'll, we'll see how you get on. You've only got seven more to get. You've got James Tavernier for yep. Mark Warburton. So we'll see how we go. Um, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan from Bears Den. Been a bit of a mixed bag on, on the phones tonight, Andy, I must admit. People obviously pleased to go through and, and pleased that the new manager has, has started off. Um, but some people seeing things that they want to improve quickly going forward. How do you feel about it all? I think that uh, well, how are you doing, panel? By the way, it's fine. You're all right. Uh, so I think the I think Gerard the, when he left, then I think everybody was a bit shocked and a bit uh, missed and thinking how we're going to go forward. But see, with Van Bronckers coming in, I think he's hit hit the nail on the head with putting Morelos right up front and having three behind them, because I think the Rangers are pretty strong with the midfield. They've got a lot of attacking midfield midfield players who can play that forward role and that maybe Gerard should have been playing that having that like I said I mean you've got three strikers up front right now who can you know perform well and, that, and that, that's going to be a headache for, for Van Bronckers but I think that in the midfield right now we, with all the attacking players that he's got especially with the with a, a Hadji but I think who's when putting him at that just behind Morelos is, is I think that's that's been a very good good, good thing to do Yeah that's an interesting one Kenny Because we've only got one game to go on here right But that was the that was the main call The manager made last night Of everybody that could have been dropped for the weekend From the weekend Scott Arfield wouldn't have been top of people's list He didn't do as much wrong as other people But the one deliberate change that was made Was Arfield comes out Hadji goes in Hadji a player who It seems like all the Rangers fans like But has never Properly cemented himself As like a guaranteed Stick on starter ev- Every week Would you agree You just wonder if If the new manager he, He'll be his man Maybe maybe is one That he wants to hang his hat on Going forward Maybe again I, th- I, th- it was, I, mean, I think Scotty's actually been Pretty good since he came back mm-hmm. Into the Rangers team uh, Obviously scored the goal Which which Kind of At that point Gave them that lifeline Just before half time on Sunday But uh, when you look at Again For me it might be the shape of the team and how he, what he wanted from the those three players in behind Alfredo. Again, for me, Scotty can do that. He can play in that. He might not be as, uh, again, to the eye, has got much flair or as much creativity, but it might, it's a little, little bit false, that, for me, because I think Scotty's a very, very clever football player. That's why he's played midfield in midfield mm-hmm. three in the last couple of weeks, but he can also, he has played inside, played the inside winger for Rangers under Steven Gerrard as well, so... It might have been a surprise, but I think it might just be down more to the the way that Gio wanted to play and what he expected from these three, three players in the positions behind the forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, Andy, overall, then he encouraged. Did you see small tweaks last night? I think I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty positive about the way that we're moving forward. I, I, my only one worry, as I guess, is the defence because I don't think we've got enough depth there. I think that when moving forward, we've got. Plenty of attacking midfielders, and if you had like Davis and Jack playing as the kind of back midfielders and the kind of defensive midfielder roles, the defence is probably the, the most shaky part because we've not got enough depth there. 
Um, but but yeah, moving forward, I think we're pretty we're doing pretty good, especially when, with Patterson as well coming on and him moving into the kind of forward role. You know, I think that's that's something to work with as well. And again, that's going to give him more of a headache because he's got so many attacking players. And if Patterson can play further further up in a more of an attacking role, then he's going to have a lot of problems. I, I try to think it's the fickle play. nature of football, Hugh. Though, but that's why that's why last night was so important because. Mm. That doesn't go your way Forget the Europa League stuff Which yeah. is obviously important And your chances of progressing it, it it just Puts a dampener on the new manager And the new era yeah. And then you're waiting for the first win And then there's question marks hanging over And the stuff from Sunday rumbles on So whilst it clearly wasn't perfect By anyone's mind To, to get that win it, it, You mentioned optics earlier It's yeah. important to start on that front foot isn't it? I think the appointment of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Is a game changer because the speed at which Stephen Gerrard left Ibrooks told me uh, that he couldn't wait to get out of the club and go back to England and and see how far he could go down there. And I think the performances since uh, the start of the season, although Rangers are top of the league and with a four-point advantage over Celtic, the performances have not been up to the mark. I think complacency has set in, carelessness had set in, and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's appointment just resets the dial and it gets everyone going again. And I think you'll see Rangers between now and the end of the year uh, looking more like a team with hunger, the word that has been used all the time. I think the complacency will go right out the window. Sunday was shocking against Hibbs. Van Bronckhurst said that if anyone tries that on with him, from now on they'll find him a tough manager. And that's what's going to happen now Yeah, some more news with regards to the backroom staff Quickly before we move on The manager, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Explaining today why he's brought in Ajax youth coach Dave Voss As his assistant Well, I spoke with uh, Dave you know, A couple of times uh, this year uh, In uh, looking for potential new assistants of mine And uh, I, I heard really Good things about him uh, in the in the youth setup of Ajax, also with the the Royal Association. So um, you know, I wanted to talk to him and, and see how he thinks uh, about football, how we develop his players. And uh, it's a very uh, very young coach, very talented. And uh, you know, I uh, I saw in him uh, you know a good assistant for me because uh, I think he will help me with uh, developing the the squad, developing the players. Also individually, and uh, I, I uh, I'm really happy with uh, with him joining me um, with uh, with this club. Thank you, Andy. In Bears Den, it's 0141951025. Now, Hugh, this is the moment you've been waiting for. Get the scarf on. Let's see it. Get it wrapped round. Just practice for tomorrow. It's going to be freezing. Look at that, Kenny. He looks good, doesn't he? He suits that 40-year-old scarf really well. <laughs> Massive game just along the road. We know we always like to keep an eye on things at home park. Clyde Bank taking on Clyde in the Scottish Cup tomorrow. Delighted to say Clyde Bank manager Gordon Moffat joins us on the phone. Gordon, how's it going? Hi guys, how you doing? No, how I'm good. Uh, how are you? You're going to get a sleepless night. How's the excitement levels? Eh, uh, but yeah, possibly a sleepless night for other reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. Baby here and um, I negotiating with the year old there to get to bed before I came on. So, um, but no, in terms of game, yeah, obviously excited. Absolutely, and just how much does this mean? I know that. You, you might be tempted to give us the old football spiel about you know it's, it's just another game and you, you treat it you treat it like any other game. But for what this means to 
the club, the community. You've got Hugh Keevans going to a football game with a scarf <laughs> for goodness sake. That that speaks volumes. How much does tomorrow mean to everyone? Yeah, you know, listen, it is. It's um, it's another big occasion. I think even even going back to the the first round tie that we had with O'Keefe, you know, our first game back in the Scottish, it was a huge occasion for the club, and you could see, um, you know, when we came off the pitch, you know, there was grace our club chair and a few of the board, you know, there was a few tears when we came off, and you know, it kind of hit home, I suppose, to some of the players and and my staff and myself, just how much that meant that day. So, I think to to go into the next round and obviously knock out um, opponents for the SPFL was a, was a big deal for us and and then it's another step up in class for us tomorrow so um, I, I mean we, you know we've prepared really well and you know looking forward to it now boys just um, are ready to go and we'll tr- go and try and do the league justice again Absolutely you've got that giant killing under your belt already as you mentioned against Elgin how much confidence does that give you going into tomorrow? I think it's um one thing I've spoke to players about is, is using the experience from that because um, I think that probably a lot of people would have maybe caught the game the first game on the TV and um, the first 20-30 minutes we were a wee bit standoffish um, and like I say I, I took some responsibility for that for the starting shape that I went with um, but I, I took a wee bit of a gamble to try and force the game and it went against us a wee bit so we had to quickly change but I think once we grew into that game in the second half in particular Boys gave a really good account of themselves Could have won the tie on the night And then up there in Elgin again It was another really tough tie We were, Don't get me wrong We were under the corset spells But you know, I thought we deserved to go through So I've said to the boys You know, you need to use the experience um, of that Of you know, the, the first tie the, the crowd and everything that went around that Rather than being caught up in it Tomorrow you know, we, can, we can hit the ground running And then obviously on the pitch They've, they've had that wee experience now A league opposition The you know, the movement's slightly different, the way guys go about their business is a wee bit sharper and, and they make better decisions. So all of that stuff we spoke about, try to use that and, and, and use that going into the game tomorrow. Uh, Hugh Keevans, you know, you've been through this, you still got the scarf on by the way, I was looking down, I was busy doing something there and listening to Gordon at the same time, you've still got the scarf on, um, give us your thoughts, you're going along tomorrow, you must be looking forward to it. You can't take the community aspect out of this because every time I pass Climb back in a train And I see an Aldi And I see a bingo hall Where Kilbilly Park used to be And I feel that pang of regret And I know how much It meant to the people of Clyde Bank To have a team here And I'm delighted that, that Gordon uh, Was able to do that for everyone To get past Elgin um, I've had such a long time here In, in this town Uh Gordon's talking about Grace Who's the chairperson at Clydebank You know we, we had a special match for Davy Cooper Because when Davy died He was a Clydebank player And we had a special match for him And had two jerseys left over And I, I gave them to Grace To hopefully raise funds for the club At some later date And, and she shed a tear then uh, So what Gordon has done And everyone associated with Bringing back Clydebank And bringing back that jersey uh, it's terrific for the people of Clydebank. I remember going to Celtic Park in the days of Dalgleish and McGrain. Clydebank played there in a Scottish Cup tie. And you, you'll you never remember the name, Gordon. You, you, but Joe McAllen, Joe McAllen scored the first goal for Clydebank. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you're thinking, this is ridiculous. This is Dalgleish and McGrain. I mean, they lost 3-1 eventually, but... I forget about that, but that's fine. Uh, it, It's just great to have people talking about Clydebank, to have the, the number of people who will be there tomorrow. Mm. 
And to have watched a Clyde Bank match live on television Was a special moment for me and my wife I mean of course You've, you mentioned the Elgin game Gordon So you take the confidence from that Clyde though again Tough opposition You're likely to be up against a guy That's got 14 goals already this season And David Goodwillie He has scored for Scotland against Spain Who I think were the world champions at the time And uh, that's the type of level that, that you need to stop tomorrow Yeah <laughs> And Firstly, just just a thanks to Hugh because he's been quite um, quite vocal and, and he's given us a lot of backing on, on Twitter and stuff, and that's you know that's good. It's, it's good for the club. Um, but yeah, on on what you mentioned there, I mean you get guys like Goodwillie um, playing tomorrow that, as you said, are international players. Um, so as I said, Gordon, it is, it is a step up in class. Um, it's a step up in league um, from the Elgin tie. It means we're playing a team three leagues above us, but. Um, listen, I, I think that we again. I'll just go back to the experience from the last game. I think the guys showed that we got close to Elgin, and we did get that wee bit of composure and, and found ourselves in the game. We, we were able to move the ball fairly, fairly well and give them problems as well. So I think it's obvious that we're, we're probably going to need maybe one or two of their stars to maybe have a slight off day, and I'll maybe need eight, nine, or ten of my guys to have a, a really top performance on the day and. And added to that, we'll maybe need to carry a wee bit of luck. But, you know, that, that can all happen in football. And that's the way I'm looking at it. I said to the guys last night, I said, don't don't be turning up here on Saturday thinking, well, well it's been a good run. This is kind of the last day of it. This has come here with belief and, you know, in yourselves and each other that we, that we can go and do it. And if all those things click into place, you know, you never know in the cup. Absolutely, hopefully you get a good night's sleep Gordon, we'll be wishing you well As to Clyde as well of course Both local teams for us Hugh We can't be as biased as we usually are We didn't care much for Elgin And we got someone phoning in from Elgin Who wasn't happy about it Yeah, um, Gordon, so... if you get Celtic or Rangers in the next round Do you want a 72 year old mascot? <laughs> that would be good um... That's an ex- it's an extreme length to get a free ticket here, but no. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you see right through him, Gordon. Anyway, he'll be there tomorrow. We'll put you up to that. Fraser Wishart's going along. We'll give that a good build up on the, the show tomorrow afternoon. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you to Gordon Moffat, Clyde Bank manager. Uh, quickly on this teaser, then, looking for the first player to score a competitive goal for Rangers for each of the last eight managers given uh, that, that Morelos did it last night so for Warburton you got Tavernier I've got about 20 names written down oh here so I'm going to go through some of them uh, Negri for, for no, no, no 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 <laughs> Naismith Naismith did it for McCoyst Alley, yep. yeah okay uh, to, was Murph, M- Murphy for Stevie G what a shout that is yep European game Scoopy Yep. In 2018 Well done yep. now I'm impressed with that I didn't think you'd get that Jamie yep. Murphy hey, What about this Pedro Cachinho one I'll tell you what Someone's got it on Twitter Which is very impressive It was Milo Who sent that one in I've got a... Against Hamilton Yes Emerson Heimer <sighs> Emerson wow. Played the game there I think I played a part I think I might have put Tav through for a cross I think I put Tav through for a well, pass a, a pre-assist or whatever well, they call it these days I can't maybe. believe that You've changed coming in here Talking yeah. about your pre-assist Assistant assist yeah. uh, Right okay That's, MLS, That's four down Four to go We'll get them next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the home straight With Kenny Miller And Hugh Keevans Still time for your calls though So pick up that phone uh, You can tweet us at Clyde SSB as well On the teaser we're looking for 
The player who scored the first competitive goal For each of the last eight Rangers managers This does not include last night It's inspired by last night Though that's why Mikey sent the question in The guys are doing really well Mark Warburton's was James Tavernier Ali McCoist's was Stephen Naismith uh, Stephen Gerrard's was Jamie Murphy Pedro Cachinha's was Emerson Hindman uh, What a shout Now Hugh, you've, you've, you've showed some good working during the break Paul Le Guin yeah. His first game They beat Motherwell at Fair Park They 2-1. did, I was there Um but you can't remember who scored first, crucially But you've given us a bit of a clue uh, Kenny, did you get any more during the break? Um, I've gone through my list I'm going to run through uh, Novo What about Walter Smith? You haven't got him yet Second spell okay, Novo, Boyd, Ferguson, mm. Adam Yes, Charlie Adam Well done, it was a 5-0 against Dundee United So that leaves us, what? Le Guin, McLeish and Advocat Yeah? Yeah Advocates, any that spring to mind, Hugh? From that, so that's what, 98, the summer of 98 George Alberts Oh, what a shout, that is Hugh Keevens A late run, I thought Kenny Miller was going to have to do all the work uh, Dick Advocates was George Alberts Okay, only two to get, we'll get them, I am sure of it Before the end of the show uh, John is a Celtic fan on the line um, John, it's been interesting Most Celtic fans getting in touch Not happy about last night But sort of understanding about the progress and, and so on Are you as optimistic Or are you a bit grumpier About everything So, so he's staying about 12 to 16 players. I think it's about 16 I'm maybe wrong Maybe wrong But it's, he made a statement today uh, the bag of record We can't compete with the big boys See the last Three or four seasons We can't compete with the wee boys either Your Malmo's Your Copenhagen's Your AK Athens And it's doing the one thing uh, They can't defend They can't defend The crossbows And corner kicks Same again last night One one nothing doing after Whatever it was but they've got two players there that's not sitting in the devil. They weren't on the bench last one. Was they've got two players there that cost them ten million pounds, Barkas and, uh, and Jay. Now them two are like to be going to January, but no one we're not going to get anywhere near ten million. But we need an out and out centre half to show that defence up. And that's as I say, it's, we're not we're not a team for going going to Europe because other days getting scudded. That's been the way it's been for the last four, four or five seasons. But Brendan Rodgers, uh, Neil Lennon. As I say, it's, we need a centre-half And I'm not really got one That's yeah. the point I made mean, To be fair, Hugh, that may, may be right in some respects Brendan Rodgers got scudded in John's well, Off yeah. PSG in Man City So I had to get there first And that's now something Celtic can't do So to compare that with this is Seems a bit unfair um, Yeah, and he's right he's, he's listed off some of the disappointments But you know that there were Celtic did get out the, the groups recently as well in yeah. the Europa League, so I, I don't know. If, but they, they they have um, unfortunately for them become a European non-entity. Uh, they used to be a Champions League club, uh, and then when results started to get very bad there, they said that's not really our level. We are Europa League standing. Uh, now they're not Europa League mm. standing; they're Europa League Conference standing. I get but, that, and I, I, whilst I, I can't contradict it, is it worth bearing in mind that? All of that is explained as if Celtic are on the slide And they may well be But the football landscape has also changed during that time as well You know, If you talk about Celtic or Rangers being this Champions League team of the 2000s Football's just changed since then, the finances are different Yeah, 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 but I think Celtic, uh, once they got Rangers were in a bad place And Celtic were going four in a row, five in a row, six in a row, seven in a row And it became the obsession And even the worst of European results were seen in a different light Well okay it's happened We're not happy about it However 10 in a row And Celtic became consumed by 10 in a row And then 
mm. Steven Gerrard finished that one There's no Great mystique To all of this They defend very poorly John's right about that They defend very poorly The defence as it stands right now And even if Christopher Julian Came back in I would still say the same thing They are inadequate And Bayer Leverkusen Exposed them last night So they're inadequate Compared to Bayer Leverkusen Or No I, I think Generally or Yeah I think You know it would be very interesting Because they still do Do they still have the best Defensive record in the league At the moment yeah. um, I'm not sure about that Yeah but I think yeah they do There's no great belief In Celtic's defence uh, And When the window comes And Ange Postacoglu Hasn't had enough time uh, To sort out the squad Because it came Belatedly after The Eddie Howe fiasco uh, Ange Postacoglu Will need a good January window And John's right again About mm. Barkas I mean the, the, the amount of money He's costing Celtic Is laughable Ayeti will never Ever ever Make it at mm. Celtic Ball and golly, that's £13 million we're up to now. And there are other players who have to go as well. The, the player trading will have to be good in January. But defensively, whether it's mm. domestic or European football, they are far from mm. convincing. Yeah, I think we'll have to leave it there. I didn't realise that was the time already. Thank you, John. Maybe something we can elaborate on a bit more next time. Uh, I didn't realise we were running out of time so quickly. Uh, let's round off that teaser then. Two more. Who would have been Le Guin's first... Scorer and McLeish's I'm all this end Right McLeish's <clears throat> I'll give you the nationality And you'll get it straight away It's a nationality That should send shivers Up your spine As a former Scotland striker He's from Georgia Shota Shota Averladze And Le Guin's, I think this guy Is from Czech Republic Thibaut Nope He's Slovakian or something Wasn't he No Um I don't really know what else to tell you Former oh, Czech midfielder oh, you, you like the initials don't you Hugh? Yeah L.S. Sionko Yes Libor Sionko Well done Kenny Miller We got there in the end And uh, that's us I can't believe it That was a quick show So much to look back on We'll pick it up tomorrow I'm sure 3 o'clock kickoffs. So we're on at 2 Building up to the big games In the Premiership 4 huge games Some cracking fixtures In the Scottish Cup We mentioned that Clyde Bank Clyde game as well and on to Sunday, Livy Rangers and Celtic Aberdeen. It's all happening, so make sure you join us and GBX up next. <laughs>